What's up, guys? Welcome to the Powerline Podcast. I'm the founder and host of this podcast. My name is Ryan Lucas. I thank you guys for joining me today. If you are a first-time listener, thanks for joining, man. This is this is dope. I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for joining in. If you're a longtime listener and follower, I appreciate you. I thank you so much for your support. All right, jumping right in. Working athlete and Powerline Podcast have teamed up to give you guys an exclusive deal on all working athlete and wilderness athlete products. These are supplements of the highest quality. And man, I've been taking these things for, man, probably three months now. And just they're they're a company that's doing things for us that's what i really love about them not only are they doing things for us the workers the blue collar workers in the industry the outdoorsmen and women but they're also using the most highest quality ingredients in their products i love their stuff give it a try if you want to try their stuff out get on wildernessathlete.com or workingathlete.com and use the code powerline podcast at checkout for 20 percent off that's Powerline Podcast at checkout for 20% off. Make sure you use the code. It's been brought to my attention that some of you out there are buying their stuff and not getting the discount, not using the code. So use the code Powerline Podcast at checkout for 20% off all wilderness athlete and working athlete products. All right. Since 1952, Tallman Equipment has been trusted by Lyman for the best tools and equipment on the job site. And now Tallman is going to save you some money on their Wow Wednesday promotion. Every Wednesday, Tallman is going to offer an exclusive deal on some of their best tools for linemen on the market. These deals are very limited, so you need to get on them early. The deal is different every week, so be sure to follow Tallman Equipment on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to be the first to know when the deal is going to be. If you're looking for a lineman's tools and equipment in Canada, look no further than Linestar Utility Supply. Linestar has got you covered from coast to coast with all the gear that you need. They also offer warranty and repair facilities at each location. So check them out at linestar.ca. All right, guys, this week's episode is with Janine from Utilities Employees Credit Union. And man, I know for a fact, a lot of you guys out there are are great with money. You're, you're passionate about managing your money and dealing with money, and that's awesome. And I know for a fact that a lot of you out there don't give two shits about your money it seems like it seems like you just want to do the thing you're good at and that that's legit you just want to go out build power line and the money that comes in is just ignored almost or not looked at or not looked at like it should be looked at so this week's episode is to help you guys think about money a little bit different think about the opportunities and options out there for you and to help you figure out your finances, um, to start talking about finances with yourself, your family, your spouse, your kids. It's, it's conversation and topics around money. Super stoked over this episode. It came out very well. There's tons of good info in it. So let's just jump right into it. Um, yeah, let's get going this week's episode with Janine. Let's go. All right. So Janine, um, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you for the first time here and welcome to the show. Welcome to Powerline Podcast. Thanks for taking time out of your Sunday to do this. This is awesome. <laughs> no, um, happy to do it. Yeah. And welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited because uh, A, 
podcasts are new to me. I listen to them. I've just never been on one. So I'm excited about that part of it. Um, but just uh, thoroughly just impressed with, you know, kind of your target group and what you're doing and the messages that you're giving them and um, thrilled to be part of it. Cool. They've the, uh, people uh, have taken podcasts in, and so like they get super nervous about getting on and, and all, all clammed up. And I'm like, literally just a conversation at this point. Like there is no audience here yet. It's just two people chatting, which is so, so cool. It usually like calms them down. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. Like literally yeah. just, we're just talking on FaceTime here. <laughs> just as Yeah, no, call. it's yeah, it's good. I, and uh, well, anyone who knows me knows I've never had a problem talking. So, you know, when I see you, you know, pull the hook. <laughs> That's perfect too, because, oh yeah, I've gotten on with some people and it's like, almost like you ask them a question and it's like a one word answer. And I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I I know where this is going to go. It's going to be me telling all the stories instead of, yeah, no, it's good. That's Um, hard. That's, that's rough. I like people who talk. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got to be able to tell a bit of a story. I'd be like, okay, where, where are you from? And they'd say, just the name of the town. I'm like, okay, was that central, you know, Texas? What was it like? Or, you know, like, <laughs> just elaborate a little bit, tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you shouldn't have that problem today. I, I tend to not be too uh, tight-lipped. Awesome. Well, give us some context on who you are then and, and where you're from and a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so I am in... Central Eastern Pennsylvania, about uh, an hour and a half outside of Philadelphia. Um, so smack dab between Philly and Harrisburg. Um, okay. So if you're trying to put the ge- geographical areas together. And I've lived here almost my whole life and have gone to school here and college here and worked in a couple of different fields. Um, and so now I find myself working for a credit union, which is really an interesting thing because before I started working for one, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Not, fair, no lie. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I'm in that boat. So, yeah. So no lie. So it was, it's kind of interesting. My family is a banking family. So my dad worked at a bank. My mom worked at a bank. Um, I grew up working at a bank, you know, through high school and college um, and then left the field completely, went into a nonprofit human services. So I did fundraising for about 12 years for a local homeless shelter and then a children's home and found myself drawn back to the topic of finance. And um, it's kind of interesting. I I came to the credit union in the role of sales and, you know, it sounded great. It's this little credit union. I'd never heard of it. And they serve utility workers. I'm like, okay. And I found out I would be traveling the United States, getting to meet utility workers of all different kinds and just loved my first five years doing that. I will admit, after a while, the travel gets a little old. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you're speaking yeah. to the right crowd. <laughs> they know all about that. Oh, yeah. It, it can get a little overwhelming at a time. And, and my girls, I have two girls. And um, my husband was kind of, you know, are, are you going to be home this week? <laughs> so, again, something that your audience probably identifies with very well. 100%. And, um, and so, you know, after five years of traveling, found a way to still work for the credit union that I learned to just absolutely adore. And the people that I work with are wonderful. And the people who we serve are awesome. And I got to meet them face to face, which for me was so great because 
we're by nature a virtual credit union. So everything that we do, we serve 47,000 members all across the United States. We are chartered in the US, so we have that, that boundary limitation. Um, but literally all from one building in Wyomissing, Pennsylvania. So again, yeah. just in that kind of almost ruralish area of Pennsylvania on the Eastern side. And it's just been wonderful to go out and meet folks and get to learn their stories and the challenges they face. And, you know, I love it. I absolutely loved it. And I appreciate that line of work so much more. I think when you don't know about it, you just Mm -hmm. don't understand all that goes into it. And, um, I've had some great conversations with folks over the years, whether I'm in the office or, or out traveling and just really gotten to know some of their struggles and their challenges and, and their successes and the things that they just adore. And it's been, it's been a great experience. So I'm happy to still be working for the credit union uh, and, and still interacting with these folks pretty regularly. One, one thing, one question I got for you from the beginning of your story, talking about coming from a financial, um, a financial family, what was what was sitting around the dinner table like it you know <laughs> whatever dinner table but like was was fine i talk about this quite a bit on the podcast on the podcast is talking to your kids about finances at an early stage in life and actually being open and talking about is that was that something that was was finances and money and things that was a conversation was that a conversation around your so-called dinner table whatever around your home growing up i think I think it was, but not intentionally so. I mean, I think it was more just that it was, you know, finances were always kind of top of mind. And, you know, it's like, well, what can we do this weekend? Well, I want to do this. Well, we can't do that. We don't have enough money for that. I mean, you know, there would be conversations like that. There would be, you know, honest times of, hey, I got to go pay the bills. So, you know, stay out of my hair for the next hour. So I think it was more the getting up every day, going to work, putting food on the table, paying the bills. That was rather transparent, I think, to me as a child. And, you know, just kind of helped me learn from an early age what it meant to be a responsible adult and how finances kind of got interwoven to that. Um, But honestly, I think the most interesting experience I ever had when it came to finances was, of of course, following my mom and my dad in banking. That's where I applied for my summer jobs in high school and ended a job at the bank where my mom worked. And, you know, I started in the mail room. I did all kinds of crazy (laughs) things at, (laughs) at that bank at the time. But the one job that really sticks with me is probably my senior, was my senior year in college. I had moved back home. I was commuting to finish my senior year. And I, so I was working almost 30 hours a week or so while I was a full-time student and getting ready for a wedding. I don't recommend that to anybody, just saying as an aside. Um, But the interesting thing was my job was taking loan applications over the phone. So here I am 19, 20 years old, and I'm listening to stories of people who are, you know, buying this really great car or getting ready to do something to their house. But the ones that really stuck with me were the, the families that were applying for debt consolidation loans. And, you know, some of them were, you know, a couple credit cards, just want to get it together. I, I want to get it paid off. I mean, you could hear the mindset of, okay, I just don't want to go any deeper than I'm already in. But the one story I'll never forget, I think the person was 19 years old and had about $20,000 in credit card debt and had only had credit cards for less than a year. Oh my goodness. 
you know, and we couldn't do anything like we could didn't have the income to support it by any means, but just obviously had no knowledge of credit cards ahead of being eligible to have one and just got themselves in a hole really very fast. So that's one story that sticks with me. Like for young people, they need to know sooner than later kind of what that all means when you pull out that plastic card. It's not magic money. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that you have to pay it back. You have to earn money to pay that. But then the other one that really stuck with me was there was a family that was in their late 20s and wanted to do a debt consolidation loan. And they didn't understand why we wouldn't give them $80,000 of unsecured debt, meaning no collateral of any kind. You know, and their argument was, well, if I put all this together and pay it off over 10 years, my payments lower, everything's better for us. And, you know, from the bank side, I had to say, I, you know, I get that and I can see where that makes sense to you. But you're putting $80,000 of risk on one financial institution. And if you decide not to pay it, we got nothing, you know. Yeah. So understanding kind of both sides of that picture so early in my life, I certainly didn't make all the right decisions to this point. I made better decisions, I think, because of that job. And I, I know there's this mindset of like, some people think everybody should do military service for a year or two, like, you know, in Israel or something. Um, and I often think everyone should have to take loan applications for one year after they graduate high school, just to True learn. story though. That's, that's yeah. why I'm asking these questions. And I try to get in into these those sorts of questions with you guys, because uh, you're hundred percent right. Like, I want to know what people are talking about you know, in the homes and what you're talking about is like just outside the home, your first job is listening to stories that are very, very personal. Like when you're talking yeah. money, you're talking about getting into somebody's personal business. Absolutely. <laughs> like there's almost nothing more personal than somebody's money situation. Nope. And that's, that, that's what other tips do you, do you have any other tips or something along those lines of like things that you learned that you, you, well, you should say, hey, like, like talk about your kids with this or t- <laughs> talk to yourself about this because. Well, I think if probably from partly my own experience, but then also my experience with my two daughters who are now graduated from college um, and are, you know, young marrieds and starting their own families and all of that. I think I was blessed in a situation where my parents helped pay the college bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I still worked. I paid for like the extra things um, and they really footed the majority of it. And I wasn't able to do it on that level with my girls that just, you know, things have changed in 20 some odd years. And sure. but I remember sitting down with them probably starting around age 12. If they had wanted to go to college or whatever it is that they wanted to do, I kind of let them know up front, like, look, this this is a partnership. I'm going to help. Your dad's going to help. We're going to help you. But Part of it is on you. So there's going to be some debt coming out of this at the end. So really, let's start thinking about what do you want to do? You know, um, I'll give the example. My, my oldest daughter, very artistic, um, very intelligent, but um, super artistic. And she's like, I want to go to school for art. And I'm like, that's great. What job do you want to do that has art as its basis? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't want you to just think about what you love to do, but what what kind of career can you make out of that, that thing? And then we started looking at salaries and, okay, well, I want to be an interior designer. Okay, great. That's wonderful. Let's look at what that costs. By the time that we got to 16, 17, um, and and I know this sounds really nerdy, but I literally built a spreadsheet (laughs) 
Hey. for both of my girls before they went to college. And I kind of played out, okay, if you go here for four years, it's going to cost you this and we're going to supplement it with this. And if you choose this school, it's going to cost you this much more for the same ultimate degree. Yep. And you're yep. going to make entry level this much. So your debt load is going to be this and here's your payment. And you know what? The amazing thing is, even if you're not a spreadsheet crazy person, like, and I'm really not, honestly, I'm much more creative than I am financial, but I have enough yeah. in there that I cared about it. There's enough resources out there that people can go to. And, you know, what's the average salary of the, the career that your child is looking to go into? And then when they are approved at five different colleges and you get the final numbers, it's time to crash numbers, crunch yeah. them, crunch those numbers and really look at it. I think that's probably something that as parents, people are afraid to do because, well, I don't want to hinder my child's passion. Yeah. Um, we need to stick, but, we need to stick the facts in front of our, our kids. Yes, uh, absolutely. Same, same way. Uh, my son, my oldest is taking some business classes in, in high school. And I was like, Oh yeah, what are they teaching you? And he's like, Oh, they're teaching us the four P's of marketing or something. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, do they tell you about taxes? <laughs> right. He's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> well, nobody gives a crap about marketing. <laughs> Why don't you learn taxes? Like what yeah. they're teaching you in marketing was something that they did like years ago anyway. And the whole world's changed on when it comes to marketing. So don't even yes. pay attention to that. Let's talk about taxes because taxes haven't changed. <laughs> right. Let's talk about business plans. Let's oh, talk yeah. about financing your, your dream and how do you yeah. get there and where do you get the experience that you need to do? those things. And yeah, it's, it's about, I think it's just about being real. And I think people need to, I would encourage parents in particular, start at age appropriate, um, start, start teaching finances at age appropriate levels. So, um, and I'll, as we go through here, I'll probably mention this resource a few times, but I really encourage people. It's a free resource. You don't have to be a member of our credit union to be able to look at it, but it, it is, um, our website is UECU. It stands for Utilities Employees Credit Union, um, UECU.org. And if you do the slash and the words cue it up, all is one word. So C-U-E-I-T-U-P. Um, there are wonderful financial resources on there, like five to seven minute virtual lessons. So some of them are great for kids, yeah. but some of them are great for adults. Like if you have parents who are aging and you have to start to take over their finances, how do you do that and not get yourself in trouble? Yeah. There's lessons in there for, that run the gamut, how to talk to your family about money, how do credit cards work? What's a credit score? All of that. Um, and it's so, sh they're so short that it's just enough to give you I think it gives people enough information that then they feel empowered to ask questions. Yep. And I think that's sometimes, you know, what we got, what we were talking about a little bit earlier, we don't talk about money, you know, money and religion and politics. Don't talk about it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and wrong. So it's wrong. It is it's, wrong. It's, it's so we don't, wrong. Yeah. We you're, don't you're learn left to flounder around by yourself and figure it out on your own. And it's, it, it's like, it's like, your children, if you're talking to them about finances, it's not like they're going to just take what you say and go with it. They're still their own people with their own experiences, yes. but at least they're going to have some bit of an idea or a foundation or some place, like some sort of starting point. Yes. And it's important to do that. Like you said, age, age appropriate talk, but yep. at least 
some conversation, not no conversation because you're right. afraid to talk about it. It's like that thing you can't talk about, like religion, Paul, talk about politics. Yeah. You're allowed to have your opinion. <laughs> you are. You know, like that's your right. Like tell, but, but say it appropriately. Like, look, you have your opinion as well and you will develop your own opinion based off of blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Determined. I, I, uh, I yeah. teach diplomacy. There you go. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. te- teach that you can talk about yes. anything with anybody and, and not get mad at somebody just yes. because they think something different than you. It's a, totally. it's a wonderful skill that we are lacking seriously Absolutely. in today's society. But yeah. So, you know, on a financial level, there's something you can teach your kids at almost every age. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to be spreadsheets when they're five, you know, unless they're a gifted kid, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm not, there's probably some child out there who I'm was doing spreadsheets, spreadsheets at five. So I'll be careful, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just the basics. And I think sometimes it's just about being honest. And if you're struggling with money, like it's okay to share those things on an age appropriate level with your children. Totally. You know, we, we all have struggles and how we work through them is sometimes the best lesson. Yeah. Um, it's not about having it all figured out and doing it right. Every time I, I grew up in finance. I still made mistakes <laughs> a lot, yeah. you know, more than I care to detail well, it's for com- you. It's complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes it's just needs and wants and emotion. You'll sign on the dotted line and then a week later go, what did I do? Mm -hmm. We all go there. We all go through it. And I will say this. And, um, you know, one of the things that I love about where I work today is because I think there is this, um, there's a very special kind of mindset when it comes to credit union. So just as a quick aside, if you don't really know what a credit union is, and a lot of people look at that and go, oh, it's a union. I'm like, no, it, that's something completely different. Oh, this is good. Um, Give some context yeah. <laughs> around this. Yeah, no, yeah it's completely different. So credit unions are really just a not-for-profit bank. So the products and services that you use at a bank, your debit card, your checking account, your credit card, getting a loan for a car or a mortgage, all those things, those same things are offered by credit unions as they are offered by commercial banks or, or regional banks or community banks. What's different about a credit union is typically they serve a very uh, tight geographical area or they serve a group of people who have what they call a common bond. So we're one of those common bond credit unions where it doesn't matter what state you live in, if you work in utilities or in the energy industry, then more than likely you're eligible to join our credit union. And, and so there's also a different mindset. And I, I, I think it scares a lot of people. What do you mean I have to join? Like that yeah. sounds like yeah. <laughs> secret membership. Yeah. Um, signing up for a pyramid. <laughs> yeah. No, literally joining a credit union makes you a member of a credit union and members own their credit credit union. So there's no stockholders. So that's why it's a join um, discussion more than just an open an account discussion. Um, but really, it for most credit unions like ours, you're just opening a savings account. And that's what makes you a member. And then you can do any other thing that you need to do. But what I love about the one that I'm working for, and, and I, you know, they all have the same mindset on some level is it's about people helping people. So if you think back to 1929, and all of the history that went around the market crash and how people couldn't access money. That's where credit unions were born. We were created, we started in 1934 as a a credit union just for utility workers. Um, And it came out of that, well, I need a small loan, but banks weren't giving loans. You know, it was all of that 
stuff. So literally groups of people with a common bond would come together, save their money together in one place. And that credit union would pay them interest on that, on that money that they were saving. And then they would take that savings and lend it to people in small amounts so it became a cooperative, which huh. credit unions are known as a cooperative. So it just literally was a group of people coming together saying, well, if the banks can't do it, we're going to do it for ourselves. And that's really where credit unions came from. And that's kind of the mindset that has stuck with us all along, even though some of us are very different, you know, community chartered or common bond or um, uh, what the credit, what uh, utilities is, is uh, one that's kind of not determined by geography. Okay. Um, so it's just, it's just a different mindset. So when you talk with one of our employees, there's no one there saying, oh, we got to make a, we got to make a big profit off of this one, you know, right. because the stockholders, they need a profit, right? Yeah. No, we need to stay in business. Yes. So we have to do things efficiently and effectively. And so there are still costs, like you still pay interest on loans, but you also earn interest on savings and they tend to be better rates than a commercial bank because we're not paying stockholders in addition and you're genuinely, you're genuinely looking after the better interest of the people you're serving, your, yeah. your customers, clients, members. Yes. And yes. if we're not doing that, we don't exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, it's not like we can go out and sell. We can't sell shares to earn more money to fund expansion or different, like we can't do that. Yeah. Um, it's all about the members and who's saving with us and who can we loan money to. And it's those we're, we're the ones that are creating the connections. So a little bit less directly than maybe in 1934. Yeah. Um, but it's still the same mindset. And, you're genuinely um, invested in the people you're serving as well, though. Like you're, yeah. you're serving them. Like that, yes. that, that is, that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, honestly, after leaving banking and then going into human services and doing fundraising, um, you know, I love the fact that I was still, it was sales. I mean, let's be honest, fundraising sure. is sales. Absolutely. And I was selling you on the opportunity to help someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and, and now like at the credit union, you know, sales is kind of a dirty word, right? Like no one likes to be sold sure. anything, but the <laughs> truth is we're selling services to help yourself. Like it's, yeah. it's the direct relationship of, no, we can do that for you better, cheaper, easier, um, and it's in your best interests. And honestly, what I truly love about our staff is if you call in and say, hey, here's my situation. I want to do X, Y, Z. And we say, you know what? That sounds like a great plan. And who you're thinking of doing it with, we can't beat that. So you should go do that. Oh, you know, true. like yeah. it's, it's just, a, if we can't help you, we tell you we can't help you. Yeah. Like that's the wonderful thing about it. It's an honest financial discussion, just like you should be having around your dinner tables. That is so cool. And that's what, that's what utility workers need. That's what they yeah. need. Like, and you know, this yeah. you've been in the field, you've met, you've met who we are and what we do. And, and there's like, there's two different types of utility workers. There's utility workers that um, like spending time on their own personal finances and money and financial situations. There's so many of us that do. And then there's so many of us that just want to go do the job that we're good at and yeah. not worry about the rest of that. So, and, and it's, a, it's yeah. an issue finding people and building trust, um, building trust, not only trust, but finding somebody that's reputable that can help. Like, and so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I, I think 
I mean, kind of what you said, some people are into it and some people aren't. And yeah. that kind of falls, I think, in almost any job category. Sure. Um, it's just human nature. Sure. I think there's more there's more that don't want to deal with it than For those sure. who do. Let's I mean, let's be honest. How many people do you know who budget? Right. No, there, there's <laughs> like, only yeah. a handful. For sure. Exactly. And I could name every one. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of the hundreds right. of people I've met, I could name six. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, absolutely. And and I think that's human nature is we have this expectation that we get up, we do what we're supposed to do. We go to work, we earn that paycheck. When that paycheck drops into our account, it's like, okay, I pay the bills and the rest of it, man, I can have fun. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think if I've learned probably the one very important lesson I've learned working alongside utility workers, especially linemen, because they're on the road, they're, you know, here or there, they're away from their family. Sometimes they're with their family. Like routine doesn't exist. There is no routine. Um, and I think that makes managing money even that much more challenging because it's not like you're going to say, well, okay, every Friday I'm going to sit down after work and pay my bills. Yeah. That How do you do that if you're in a truck three or five states away? Like it, it just doesn't flow naturally. And yet it's still very important to find ways to carve out time. And it's not even just that point of paying your bills. It's um, having the conversations that you need to have with your significant other about your finances. Like, and it often just gets placed on one person or the other. And it's usually not, it's honestly usually not the lineman that's working on the road that's dealing with it all. Right. It's their significant other. If they have that ability, um, if they're at home, they're taking care of all of that. And then you have no idea what's going on. I've well, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a huge disconnect. Um, yeah. I, and honestly, I think it happens in a lot of couples, yeah. <laughs> but, but truly if you're on the road all the time, I can speak only from my own experience, having been on the road quite a bit for about five years and I am the money manager of the family. Cause you know, I'm the banker. So yep. of course I am. Right. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter that I'm in marketing and I do, you know, no, yeah. it doesn't matter that I'm not in finance, but um, it's okay. But I, you know, I, I kind of like doing those things, which is why I'm in the field that I'm in. But the disconnect is, you know, even now we have conversations. He's like, okay, if something happens to you, where are the passwords? Yeah. Like <laughs> where, how, how do I get into accounts? And by the way, where are our accounts and Real what questions. bills are you paying? Yeah. yeah. So, and we've had honest discussions about it. Have we wrapped it all up tightly in a little bow that if something were to happen to one of us, the other one would be ready to just jump right at, no, there's a learning curve without a shadow of a doubt. There's going to be a huge learning curve. Um, but I think, Having met so many utility workers, line workers, crewmen, um, and, and trust me, I've had a blast. It was so much fun. Um, you know, there, there are all kinds of conversations going on. Every once in a while, I'd be walking in with my dress pants on and I'm in the crew quarter. I'm, in, I'm like in the garage set up at a table or something. And, you know, they're talking their normal talk and having a great banner. And they'll say something and all of a sudden they're like, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that in front of you. I'm like, it's okay. I'm married to a plumber. We're good. We're good. You know, um, yes. and we'd have these conversations, but uh, it was just, you know, a lot of fun, but I really getting to know them. And I remember this one guy, I, I know you like stories, so I'm going to yeah. fit in this quick story. So probably one of my first visits out on the field um, 
And I was talking to a couple of linemen who worked for Penelec. And this is a um, part of First Energy on the Eastern Coast, an electric company. Um, so North Central Pennsylvania. So we're literally in the middle of nowhere. You're Appalachian Mountains. You know, you're not close to anything. But we're sitting down in this small crew quarter with these guys. And this one guy, I think, had been a lineman for 40 years. And he was going to be retiring soon, he thought. But I got the feeling that he just lived for the job and yep. that they might have to make him retire at some yep. point. But I, I remember him telling me, because I asked him questions because I was just so curious. I'm like, so what was it like when you first started? And he said, well, um, it sounded like an interesting job. So I went in and there was this very short class <laughs> that you went through. And at one point, he says that instructor said, hey, look to the guy to your right. And now look to the guy to your left. One of you will not retire from this job. And like my heart sank. I'm like, seriously, like you're, he's like, yeah, I was 20 some odd years old. And they're basically telling me, yeah, it's a great paying job, but more than likely you're going to die. You know? And I'm like, wow. And you like, you're still here. He's like, yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones. And so, you know, from his mindset, like all of the safety trainings and everything that goes on that people are like grumbling about, like, oh, another safety training, yep. you know, all of those things, not taking shortcuts to him really meant something because he lost a lot of friends along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so it really instilled in me kind of, okay, finances is important to talk about. And I'm happy to talk about finances with our, with our members, but there is actually an attachment to safety when it comes to finances. And this guy kind of helped me piece those puzzles or piece that puzzle together a little bit. Yeah. Um, because we were just talking about different things and he'd been a member of the credit union for all 40 years that he had been working there. And, um, and we'd helped them through some tough times, you know, when there were um, union issues and they weren't working and they were on strike and we were trying to help them get through the financial challenge of that. Yep. I mean, we've done all kinds of things to help our members get through challenging times, just like 2020. And we yes. don't even need to say anything more <laughs> about that, but yep. yeah, um, you know, same thing, different, different topic, but you know, he kind of said, you know, there were times when I was just pulling that paycheck and spending it as fast as I got it. And then I'd wonder, well, oh, I guess I should have paid that bill. And he was started, you know, it wasn't too long into his job that you're getting collection phone calls. Yep. You know, now for him, they were happening at home. Who had a cell phone? <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. the blessing, sure. right? Is at least those headaches hit him when he was at home. Um, but it still is an issue today. There's actually... Um, PricewaterhouseCooper goes by PwC now, pwc.com. They do a study every year about uh, employees and how they feel about money and personal finance. And 2020, now keep in mind, these questions were raised before the pandemic started. Sure. So they had asked a couple thousand people these questions. And out of that group, 58% of them said that money stresses them out on a daily basis. And half of those we're distracted at work because of financial stress. Absolutely. So 58 was at 29, 29% of people. So almost a third, right. Of people go to work every day and their financial pressures, their personal financial challenges and struggles are, are going to work with them. And when I thought about this guy at Penelec and all the challenges and things that he was talking about and how important safety was to him. And I'm thinking prior to cell phones, now with cell phones, you got that collector calling you on your cell phone that's in your mm -hmm. back pocket. Um, and I'm sorry, but if you're on in a truck driving through horrible weather or in a debris field or up a up in a bucket um, and, you know, 
the last thing you need Absolutely. is financial stress. And here's the deal. Like, let's be honest. Most of you make a pretty good wage. Mm-hmm. Like you're working a lot of hours and you're, but you're bringing home a really good wage for you and your families. Um, but you still have to manage it well. You yep. still have to say, okay, I'm going to do X with my money. And then I'm going to set a little bit aside and I'm going to do some things that might, might not be fun, but are important. Yeah. Um, and it's so, planning. yeah. So I, I think that's the part of my job that fulfills me the most mm-hmm. is like helping people get that. Like it's more than just the paycheck dropping in your account, paying your bills and then doing what you want with blowing the rest. It's things like, Hey, life insurance. It's yeah. things like preparing for retirement. It's saving for truck tires that are going to cost you a thousand bucks. You know, You're it's, it's all true. those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if we don't do that, then, then when the bill shows up in the mailbox, I, I have a, a moniker I put on, it's called mailbox anxiety. Like yeah. you walk to the mailbox knowing that there's something in there oh. that's not going to make you happy. Yes. And, and, and if you're not prepared for it, if you don't have money set aside somewhere for those intermittent bills, like property taxes that come up twice a year or filling the oil tank for heat in the winter, whatever it is. Um, or if you like, we just got a puppy yesterday. So, yeah. you know, that bills, right? <laughs> so it's just all these things that we don't think about because it's not the month to month bills that you're used to paying saying, oh, no, no problem. I can handle that. It's mm-hmm. the big things that come out of the blue mm-hmm. that if we're not prepared for them, they cause financial stress. And that's, yeah. if you're I can in a confirm bucket, that 100%. Yeah. I know, I know that we talked about that, but, um, that is yeah. a real, that is a real thing. And not just for myself, but witnessed it with ma- the majority of guys that I've worked with. And you can tell when they have, they're having an off day and it's only a couple of things that are really the things that will bug them enough to knock them off their day. Yeah, And it's real. And, and it's scary because it could, it could create a situation where you make a mistake and that yeah. mistake isn't, it's going to be costly. <laughs> like that, yeah. like that fellow said to my left, look to my right. Yeah. That's real here. And yeah. if, if finances is the thing that made you distracted mm-hmm. to the point where you did something and lost limb or life or whatever, yeah. man, to be able to avoid that is is huge because it's that's it a is. reality. That's a reality that they live with every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, sitting behind a computer most days, if I make a mistake, it's very rarely going to be yeah. having the impact that that an error in judgment for a split second can make if you're uh, working the line. Yeah. It's just the truth. Uh, and not, whether it's a pipeline or an electric line, it almost doesn't matter. Like any of those jobs where you're out there working well, it's, and it's, you're, it's, rebuilding. Okay, and, so electrical yeah. industry, you're dealing with electricity, but mm-hmm. it's all these other things in utilities in general. Like it's traffic, yeah. it's heavy traffic, it's heavy duty equipment, it's heights. Like there's so many things that if you're distracted for even a second, that, yeah. that could be it. Like you're distracted you for clear. a second at your desk and you fell asleep. Like you're not going to die. <laughs> no, yeah. I might get in, I might get in trouble, but <laughs> yes. I'm not going to die. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Right. 100%. So yeah. I mean, whether you're, whether you're the crew that goes down there, yeah. that's clearing debris, the, you know, yep. the uh, vegetation management folks. I mean, we have Absolutely. them in our, in our membership too, because they're all, all, all those puzzle pieces come together. Absolutely. To, to bring home these wonderful utilities that we all take for granted that keep us warm, safe, connected, comfortable, 
all those things, you, unless you work in it, and I, I don't work in it, but I've worked alongside it enough to now, I just so appreciate it because, you know, the power goes out, like, I'll be okay. Yeah. Take your time, do it safe, get yeah. home safe. I, and, and I'll say part of that too is I've also been introduced to a couple of really great organizations over the years. Um, Line Life Foundation, and you can find these on Facebook. Um, NSUJL is the National Sisterhood United for Journeymen line, Linemen. Um, and these are groups that, that support families of the workers that, you know, that have the yeah. situations that you just mentioned. Um, and I hate the fact that they exist. Yeah. Um, but the truth of the matter is it's a yeah. dangerous job. And, they do and hard these work things happen. Too. It's, it's hard work yeah. what they do. And, and yeah. Yeah. Much. But talking Great. to them, like if you talk, and they're mostly run by uh, linemen, family members, yep. wives and such. Um, and what's really cool about talking to them is they, they live the life, but from the other side. Yeah. So, you know, I've learned amazing stories from them too. And you're right. Most of them manage the money at home because it's just, it just makes more sense. Um, but they need the resources and the support, but they also, and I'll speak um, uh, from a feminine mindset. Sure. There's something about um, financial security to a woman. I think just, it, it means a lot to everybody, For sure. Um, but I'll speak for, I'll, I'll do this. I'll speak for myself. Yeah. Financial security means a lot to me, like knowing that, we're good if something happens. Right. And I think sometimes, um, and I can speak from my husband, like for him, that's not as much a concern. Um, so I would just say that if there was one thing I could probably pass on from NSUJL and line life foundation to all of your listeners who are linemen, life insurance, mm -hmm. like don't put it off. Don't feel like, Oh, if I do that, like it's a sign that I've said it's going to happen. No, there's, yeah. There's, there's no mumbo jumbo about it. Um, if you love your significant other, if you have children um, that, you can, you know, that you want to be taken care of, like do everything safe every day. Make sure you, you go home from work exactly the way you went in. So don't cut corners, do all the things that, that, safety, that those safety trainings teach you, but, but be prepared. You know, like don't, don't think it's not gonna happen to me. I pray it doesn't. I really hope it, it doesn't happen to anybody who's listening to this. But you work in a dangerous job. And, and so it's best to be prepared. And that, that's simple things like life insurance and a will and a living will and all of those different things that no one wants to talk about because we don't want to even it, like we don't want it to even enter our minds that we will acknowledge that there is an end to our existence, even if it's at 95. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, but a I, it's a very valid point because we yeah. spend so much time at work and when we get to work, being safe, uh, being prepared, planning your jobs, planning and executing your jobs according to that plan. And why, why can't you do that at home? Yeah. <laughs> why can't you do that in your finances? Why can't you do that with your children? Why can't you, why can't you do it outside of work? Yeah. You just have to, you have to set your mind to it and do it. And it's very important to do it. So that's a very yeah. valid point. Well, and it, like I said, it's, it, there's just some things we don't want to think about or talk about. Um, and I don't care what line of work you're in. I, I sit as in a marketing person at a credit union and I don't want to deal with these things either. I don't sure. want to acknowledge, you know, uh, the end of my existence at some point. Uh, but the truth is, if I, I need to make it a priority, 
And I need to, and the thing is, it's not like you have to spend hours and hours and hours. There's great resources out there. You can find things online now to do a will or, you know. And for the um, most part, you you do it once and then you put it in your safe or whatever. And you look at it, you maybe you review it annually. (laughs) It's not not every day in your face. Right. It just, it feels like an overwhelming task. I think in particular, because people don't know what all those things are. They don't know where to start. So here's, here's back to queue it up. UECU.org slash queue it up. There's resources in there that talk about these things, about planning for retirement and life insurance and all those things. And it's just, if you can take an hour to binge watch something on Netflix, (laughs) if you can, if you can give that up for an hour, it's amazing what you could accomplish one hour per week for a month. Yeah. You, you, you know, have real Absolutely. conversations with your significant other and ask, ask her or him, like, what are your concerns? And, and are you okay if something happens to me? Am I okay if something happens to you? I mean, I remember my husband when we got life insurance, you know, he turned to me and says, well, uh, you know, I think someone was saying, well, we don't need as much for you. Cause at the time my wages weren't equivalent to his and oh, no, um no, no. and you know it's and he's like no wait and he, yeah and he's like wait a second i'm gonna have to hire a nanny i'm gonna have to hire a cook i'm gonna have to hire you know someone to manage the finances you know Heck all yeah. this and our kids were young at the at that time and i wasn't working the hours that i do now um but yeah like you're allowed to both have those questions and concerns and it's a real conversation worth having yeah yeah absolutely and and while we're on the topic of safety um yeah. You guys mentioned that you're a prim- primarily a virtual credit union. Yes. And so you're doing some virtual events as well. It's, this must be working. This must work. Is this the first time you're doing this or is this well, something that you've done in the past? We do webinars quite frequently on financial topics, you know, because yep. um, that's kind of who we are. But actually, we are jumping into something a little new. And if you're hearing this uh before March 24th, you can attend live a free event that we are putting on. Um, if you go to uh, uecu.org, you'll see information about this event. Um, actually, and if you go to our social media pages, um, you know, all of them pretty much that are out there, you can, you'll find information on there as well. Like we have a Facebook event set up for it, a LinkedIn event set up for it. Um, we are actually having Carl Potter, who is we could take an hour. Actually, you could interview him. He is an, an amazing guy. Um, he spent years as a line worker um, and then became um, ingrained in safety training um, in that world, in your industry. And now he is out on his own um, working with a group called the Safety Institute, which he founded. And he has speakers that go all over the world and talk about safety. They also go to companies and evaluate safety and come up with plans to improve safety. Um, and he's just a great speaker and he's not going to be your typical webinar. Like this guy is not going to have a slideshow. It's him, um, really giving it to you direct. And he wrote a book on this and he's, he's just got a lot of great energy. Um, and so, yeah, you think like an hour of safety training, oh, like I wouldn't do that unless you're paid me and maybe some of you are getting paid for it. (laughs) So by the way, um, if you do this, you can earn training hours and, um, CEUs. So if you need safety training hours, it's a free event. UECU is actually putting this on as a gift to our members um, and non-members alike. So if you're in the industry, you are welcome to join us. And I, I just encourage you to check it out. It's, uh, we're, we're, it is our first time doing this. We know that this year, you know, 
unlike most other years, finding safety hours and CEUs could be a little more challenging if you can't sit in a classroom together with someone. Um, So that's why we're doing it as a webinar. Yeah, that is very cool. That's, that's, I, oh, I, I, love I should how, mention one thing. Sorry, ahead. I'm yeah. talking right over you. One no, thing I should fine. mention is if you're hearing this after March 24th, um, the recording will actually still be available for the next full year and you can still earn the CEUs uh, and the training hours uh, certificate for that. So, it, you know, it doesn't matter when you're listening. It's good until March 24th of 2022. I, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be good for a year yet. That's awesome. That's it's neat. Uh, it's neat that like this year, it's gonna. It'll probably be way more receptive um, <laughs> this year. It, it, this year's really turned everybody virtual, which is really cool. So sure has. I think that I think that our industry, and I've been talking about this a little bit lately, our industry should be uh, turning virtual a little more than it is. We are very very <laughs> slow at it. Um, I think there is a lot of stuff that we could deliver. Uh, via online that they were just slow, slow to even comprehend how that's a possibility for some reason when the rest of the world's on, on par for the moon. And I'm chuckling inside. I'm chuckling inside only because, you know, I'm talking the banking industry, financial industry, nothing moves fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I totally, totally, totally uh, identify with what you're saying. And we've had a crash course this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's been interesting to see it all come together. And I will say like the interesting thing for me working for what we define as a, as a virtual credit union, just because of our lack of Mm -hmm. physical presence in different places. Um, even we didn't kind of know what that really meant. <laughs> yeah. And and now we have a much better handle on that um, than, than we ever have before. But, you know, we've been doing things virtually, like loan documents. People don't come to us and sign loan documents. It's all virtual. It's all online. We send you a link to a form. You fill it out, sign it electronically. It comes back. Like, it's all like that kind of stuff. Imagine that, right? Like, well, yeah, it's, it's great, right? Yeah. But But even that didn't trickle down into all of the things that we did. So more oh. and more of that is happening. Um, so yeah, so I laugh like a little bit when I say we're a virtual credit union, we're still learning lessons too, just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there, is there anything else that you really wanted to touch on that maybe we haven't touched on yet? Oh goodness. Um, you know, I think when people see where I work, you know, they're like utilities and place credit. You're like, what, what is it? Who are you? Why, why do you do what you do? How did you get started? So, you know, just briefly, just like a, mm-hmm. a kind of a little overview. Um, the credit union started in 1934. And I, I know I mentioned that before, but um, it has been singly serving utility workers ever since then. And the interesting thing is, if you know, like, the history of monopolies and all that kind of stuff that was going on in the United States in the early twenties, following the market crash, you know, all these monopolies were broken up and all these, well, we actually were a credit union for a gas and electric monopoly (laughs) on on the Eastern seaboard of the United States um, that was called AGECO and um, associated gas and electric is, it was the official name. So when they broke up AGECO because it was a monopoly, and unfortunately the guy who started it ended up uh, dying in jail. It wasn't a good thing. I, I feel bad for the guy, but um, but because as a credit union, we technically have um, you know, every bank, every credit union is a competitor. It's like you know, there's banks and credit union branches everywhere right. on every street corner. So they didn't break us up. So all of the 
I, for lack of a better term, people will sometimes remember the terms like when Bell Telephone Company became all of the baby bells, yeah. um, you know, back when um, we, we continued to serve all of the baby EGECOs. So that was, you gotcha. know, New York State Electric and Gas, and that became Scana, which is now Dominion. And that was First Energy and all of these um, uh, gas and electric companies up and down the eastern seaboard. But then we could grow and, and word of mouth is an amazing thing. When you treat people well, yeah. then all of a sudden we have 47,000 members all across, you know, all 50 States and, um, and they're being served by a phone call or an online conversation with someone in Pennsylvania. It's like, it just, it just seems kind of like, how did that happen? That's how well, it needs to happen. Now. Yeah. Well, it happened because, um, and the reason I'm still where I am, I'm here 12 years now. And I joke with my boss, like I will leave kicking and screaming when you drag me out, Yeah, you know, because I just, I love the mindset behind how we treat people. And yeah. like, I'll give a quick, for instance, it's probably my favorite thing. So you hear virtual and you think, Oh, great. Huge call center. I'm never going to get the same person twice. You know, we have, I think 12 people in our call center. Awesome. Um, and we have, I think eight people that do loan applications by phone. So if you call in and you get one of them, particularly in the loan area, you actually get their direct extension. So forever, as long as they work here and most people don't leave <laughs> until they retire, um, you literally have a direct line to a lender who, uh, you know, a lending, someone in our loan area, a loan officer who you're going to build a private relationship with. So yeah. even though we're not down at the corner bank where you can walk in and talk to them, we have that same mindset we want to get to know you and we want to know what your situation is. And a lot of times people will call in and go, well, I think I need to do this. And so I'm looking at maybe a home equity loan. And once they start talking, you know, it's like, okay, that is an option, but here's another option. Sometimes there's options out there that you don't know about because you don't live in finance every day um, like we do. So it's great because now you have an expert who just can kind of lay out, lay out the whole buffet yeah. Here are your options. Who you've what built a reputation with or built yeah. a relationship with and yes. you have some trust. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I, I love that. I, I think if that ever changes, I'd have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just love that because it doesn't matter if you're in California or New York or Maine or Florida, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to build that really personal relationship with someone over a period of time that really can help kind of guide you through financial challenges. Cause look, we, we all hit them. Um, you know, this last year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, this last year was a huge one for, for a lot world. of people. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the thing that gets me is I think a lot of us feel like um, it takes a pandemic or it takes a flood or a hurricane or something to cause great financial turmoil over a broad group of people. And I often think about that because it really just needs to be one financial turmoil for one family. Yeah. And they don't care if it was a flood or a hurricane or whatever, like their life is turned upside down. Yep. And so, you know, the, the emergencies happen on a individual basis. Yes. Um, and they're, uh, okay, I'm going to say this and you're all going to hate me. They're going to happen. All right. Like <laughs> the, no, the truth of the matter is, we don't sail through life. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We don't sail through life without challenges or without asking people for help. I mean, thankful my family was always there for me and able to do things when I needed that. Not everybody has that. 
So you do need to have a trusted resource. And, um, and I'm just grateful that we, we've really kind of found that niche of working with folks like your listeners and, and really understanding their lives so that when they're calling in, like, well, I can't talk to you this time or this time because I'm going to be in well, you know, wherever. Um, out of service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that happens a lot. So, you know, it's just, we understand that. Like we can work around that. We can make things work on their time schedule. And even though we're not open 24 um, seven, there's still ways for you to communicate 24 sure. seven. So yeah, I, I, I think so that cool. I'm really it, proud about that. It's so neat to have that, like back to the beginning of our conversation to have trusting, reputable people looking after your better interests in the background so that you can go do what you love to do and are good at doing and not be stressed about it, worried about it, risking safety because of it um, is a big deal. It's it's a big deal. So it is really neat that you guys are providing that service for people, for us, us in particular, linemen. It's it's really cool. No. And, um, and, and look, we appreciate what you guys do. Uh, I think even though we haven't lived your life, we've lived beside it enough to, to see where the yeah. struggles are sometimes. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that don't get it. Um, and I, I, every time like a storm happens, I'm like, just be nice to the people that come yeah. fix your, you know, be nice <laughs> to them, bring Please. them, bring them some hot coffee or something, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like, like just, just, you know, uh, sadly, I've heard stories where it was quite the opposite. Um, and, you know, I know that there were groups of linemen from our local company that were working Sandy, Hurricane Sandy years ago, and they had to have armed guards with them. Yep. I was like, on Hurricane Sandy. I was oh. on that hurricane, in fact, and I have, a, I have an opposite story. We were in this little neighborhood in Connecticut. And we kept smelling this amazing barbecue. <laughs> we're like, oh. oh, man. But it was like, we were just like, it was killing us because we, we were in this neighborhood and we just kept smelling this amazing barbecue in the air. And we're just like, oh, this sucks. We're like <laughs> 10 days into this, we're starving. But he was making it for us. And we just oh. didn't know. He came out with this hot, his hot pulled pork mac and cheese. And we oh, were just like, word are you kidding? We love you so much. Like that's that, it meant awesome. the world. Like it, it meant the world to have somebody oh, do that. It was so, yeah, cool. <laughs> that, that's so yeah. cool. Like those are the stories that yeah. like, I wish more people would understand, you know, it's yeah. sometimes, yeah, it can be life or death for someone not to have electricity or heat or I get that. I mean, you know, Texas just happened and obviously there were issues, but the challenges of all of it is it's just, one human helping another. Yeah. Um, you know, the credit union is the same thing. It's one human helping another. When you call in and you're not talking to some faceless person, yeah. robot, like we live real lives. We've had real financial struggles, each and every one of us. Yeah. There's no judgment zone. Like there's no point in it. We yeah. just have to come alongside and help each other. And I love that that guy did that for you guys. That's so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So how do people get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of you? How do people find out more? Yeah, um, our website's the best place to go because that's where all the all the most current up-to-date information and contact information is. So that's uecu.org. So think utilities, employees, credit union. So we we did, you know, we were nice and didn't make you type it all out. <laughs> Thanks. Thank so you. uecu.org. Um, and you can find us on uh, social media, on um, Twitter and on Instagram where uecu happy. 
um, and uh, under our full name for LinkedIn and uh, Facebook, so Utilities Employees Credit Union. Um, and you'll find you know, lots of great information there about that event that we talked about, as well as just the resources. Come to our website, look, queue it up is in like the very first menu, you'll see queue it up. So if you don't remember how to spell it, cause like Q, is that Q-U-E? Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's C-U-E, C-U-E as like you're queuing up a video, which I know, gosh, I just aged myself. So, <laughs> um, uh, but you know, if you're queuing up something, so it's queuing up your financial wellness is really what it's all about. So um, if I could leave people with two very Absolutely. important things, it would be have those tough discussions with your significant other. Don't wait. Um, do it because you love them. You know, don't, don't do it because you don't want to talk. I mean, nobody wants to talk about it. Trust yeah. me. They don't want you to talk about it really either, but it is such a great sign of love for someone Massively for important. you to be able to have that deep discussion um, and make sure you're banking with someone who trusts you and who you trust. Um, and, and if that's us, great. Um, and if it's not, just make sure they take care of you because you deserve it. Well, thank you very, very much for joining me today and spending some time on Sunday to talk about this. That's all good. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I, I thank you for it. I, there's tons of value in this and I hope these listeners really take it to heart because you shared a lot of really great stuff in this hour. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I appreciate the opportunity and uh, hopefully, you know, one day we'll get to meet in person. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> Absolutely. It's coming soon. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining in on this episode. Thanks to Janine for taking time out of her Sunday again to, to hang with us and share her wisdom and knowledge with us. Super awesome. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where you get to learn about how you can support Powerline Podcast. First thing you got to do, powerlinepodcast.com. Powerlinepodcast.com, we have a ton of stuff on there and ways to support the show, support me, support the show, support what we got going on. First thing you can do is check out the brand new course I've launched. I guess it's not too brand new. It's about a month ago now. And the course is on how to build resumes for line workers. And you know what? Our strengths as line workers uh, of all of all levels. So this isn't just for linemen in particular. This is for the brand new guy in the trade, the apprentice lineman and the journeyman lineman. And resumes are a thing that are still they're still valuable today. So if you're looking at building a resume or you want to build a resume, I've got a very inexpensive course. It's $33 Canadian. You can find it on powerlinepodcast.com. Top right corner, hit the drop down, hit courses, and you can find it on there. It's going to teach you everything you need to know about how to create a resume specifically for this trade. And I put everything I know into this. Um, I, it came out great. I'm happy with it. It's about an hour worth of content. And I know you guys will be able to build a wicked resume from it. So check that out at powerlinepodcast.com. Also, uh, get on there. And while you're on there, check out the hats, hoodies, t-shirts, uh, shaker cups. I got all kinds of good stuff on there. So check that out. It's all in Canadian prices. Um, so really great value for Americans out there. That's awesome. Get on there, powerlinepodcast.com. Support the show. Also, if you guys are into supplements of any sort, 
So whether you're talking protein, pre-workout, hydration and recover, energy and focus, joint advantage, greens, multivitamins, they have it all. The company is Working Athlete and Wilderness Athlete. They're affiliated and I've got a great discount code for you guys. I've got a great discount going with them for you guys. They're offering a 20% discount to all of my listeners. All you got to do is use the discount code Powerline Podcast, all one word, Powerline Podcast at checkout from either of those sites, wildernessathlete.com or workingathlete.com. All right, that's all for me for now. Uh, I wish you all the best. I hope you have a great week and please, please be safe, man. The news coming out of Local 66 breaks my heart and we need to knock this stuff off, guys. We need it to stop. Please be safe. Look out for each other, all right? Hustle, but look out for each other. All right, I appreciate y'all. I'm out for now. Peace.